you know, show. We have an up-and-coming artist coming all the way out of Quebec Toronto me here on the show here today. Sports Hip Hop with DJ Matt Max Live 265 iHeartRadio goes by the name of Zach Zoya. Zach Zoya, yes, what's sir. going on, man? Welcome to the show. We are live. Thank you, my guy. I appreciate you for having me, man. Of course. How was the video shoot? Video shoot was crazy, man. It was uh it was uh it was right now it's actually a photo shoot. We went through uh went through Central Park, hit a couple spots. Uh, had a couple brands send us some some crazy pieces, so that's some some good stuff. We're gonna catch any of these in the features in your No Days Off series. Oh, in the No Days Off series, that's good, that's good. Hey, I'm I'm trying to keep that going. So you might you might, bro. Tough. How are you feeling about the upcoming EP? No love is ever wasted. June 10th. Feeling so good, bro. It's uh, I'm happy to finally. It's so satisfying to finally drop some music after this like two years hiatus. We dropped music throughout the pandemic, but like we can have that relationship, that back and forth with the public, the audience. So feels great to be on the ground and like meeting the people for real, you know. Spectrum EP was one that you were working on and you dropped during the pandemic, and it was just able to let out your emotions and show everyone the spectrum of how you were feeling, especially expressing yourself in your music. Exactly, bro. So yeah, this is a bit of, I would say, a maybe more specific, more, uh, not niche, but like a more, uh, you know, purpose. We had a, a direction to this one instead of like covering the full spectrum of what I can do musically. I think this one's a more precise, uh, specific, you know, genre wise. So yeah, I'm excited, bro. I can tell and you're working on it. I know you have a lyric video out for some of the singles that are on here already. You're working on some main visuals too. For sure, for sure. We got a music video dropping on the uh, on June 10th, along with the whole EP for the single, the focus single that will drop on the day of just upper hand with my boy Saran. I'm super excited about it. So it's one of the nicest ones I, I have done so far, I think. Ruin Noranda, that's where you grew up. I was doing my research about the small town that you grew up in and just hearing about your story there. And it, because originally you were going to be a hockey player, that was your journey early on in your career. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was hoping. I was yeah. hoping to make it to the league, you know, the NHL and stuff. And um, yeah, somewhere along the line, I took the basically, I was either going to have to go to, you know, to college or university playing hockey or basically drop out at that point. So I took the, uh, the decision to go to the arts route, you know, the music route. What were you going through in, in which you wanted to just switch up right away? Because when you hear about people, especially in celebrities, when they change their career path, it's just that they lost all energy and just they had, had complete disinterest in their first true love of what they wanted to do. But then they switched and here we have success, yeah. similar to what you're doing in music. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Actually, I had just gone to that point where, like I said, the next step was to go to college, to go to, you know, to go to higher education. And basically, when you get to that point, you either have to play for like your college team, get drafted or something like that. And I'm going to be like brutally honest with you and myself. I was like, I was like one of the worst of the best team. You see what I'm saying? Like I was making the best team, but I was one of the best players. So I wasn't really enjoying myself as much as I did before so I felt like it was time for me to switch you know it, it, it had run its course you know and I have fell in love with this music thing and I really wanted to spend more time doing that so yeah you started out recording with your friends from high school for sure for sure shout out to Jew shout out to Patrick shout out to Autumn yeah I started you know the usual you you, you jam with your friends you freestyle for hours and stuff and then slowly but surely we'll, we transition to to the studio and here we are. 
Yep. Inspired by Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Isaiah Rashad, TDE, mm. and SZA. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Those are the mains, uh, the key ones, the key ones that made me want to, because I fell in love with rap before that, but it wasn't a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, let me try to do that, you know, and like Kendrick, Isaiah Rashad was really that moment where I was like, ooh, ooh, that's wavy. Let me try to do that, you know? How did you feel about Kendrick's newest album, Mr. Morale? I It was dense. It was super dense. I'm going to be real. Only listened to it once, but it was a listening party. So we went through the whole, as soon as it dropped, we went through the whole tape. I had like the headphones on. The vibe was crazy. I really loved it. It was dense. It's a type of, you know, it's not like a casual listen type of thing that you just bump at the back, in my opinion. It's like the type of thing you listen and you like pay attention. So it's definitely like it, it requires your full attention. So I'll get back to it. But my first impression was, really good i like best best i would go as far as saying best hip-hop album of the year by far got your start with satima cl yes you're good with the pronunciation my guy yeah. <laughs> uh I, I made sure to do my my research completely beforehand to make sure to get all the pr- pronunciation right but the, you got your start with them on the label Yes, sir. Independent label hailing from Quebec, number one French label in all of Canada, North America, actually. Uh, and that's uh, that's Steve Jolin, my my, you know, that's big bro. That's a, a Canadian Quebecer legend from actually from the same hometown as me from Rwanda as well. And uh, yeah, he gave me my first, uh, you know, my first look, my first co-sign, if you will, my first sign, literally my first deal. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty good since. Yeah, I, I know when perfect. signing your deal, it wasn't all about just learning about your artistic direction and what they were leading you. It was all about understanding the big picture. What was the big picture in your mind or idea of just yeah. how it was? Actually, the, the so the partnership we have is with Universal Music Canada. Yeah. And um, basically, the vision was like, how do we take it to the next step? I was already with Satsimsa, like you said. Uh, we had a good thing going. We had a good thing going in Quebec. You know, we we were getting mad love from like the, the Quebec scene. And it was about how do we how do we get to the international market? How do we reach outside of Quebec, outside of our comfortable bubble? And we felt like, you know, a partnership with the Universal here in Canada was the way to go. And uh, so far, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good, man. Start overs in radio. Uh, upper hand's about to come out. Uh, we get some good looks. We get some good uh, traction, especially considering that it's been a, like a pan- spectrum was a pandemic release and everything. I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied so far. And, and the rollouts for this are, are going extremely well because the pandemic, the restrictions are finally being lessened out here. So you get some performances in, so you'll have a, a better rollout. Exactly. I've been out here for a little minute. I'm in New York right now. I was in LA last week. You know, I'm doing a lot of Toronto, Montreal, back and forth in Canada. Uh, yeah, like you said, like it's good to be like on the ground, seeing meeting people face to face for the first time. It's literally since I got signed, I hadn't had the chance to do this like in in person. It's been Zooms and it's been, you know, uh, it's been remote stuff. So it's good to be out here, you know. How are your parents feeling about your journey? Because I remember just hearing about when you officially want to pursue the music career, you had the conversation with them about dropping out. And if things didn't turn around in a year, as far as music goes, you'd go back to, to school. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty good. I, I remember having a conversation with my mom and my dad, actually, maybe a year past, uh, um, pretty, maybe a bit more than a year after that initial mom I'm dropping out conversation we had. And it's basically them who told me, hey, son, I guess you're not going back to school. So it's all I needed to be like, oh, 
Y'all think it's good enough? Okay, bet. I'm going with this. I'm rolling with it, you know? Describe to me the type of discipline that you had once you dropped out and then you were saving up income because you were paying for your own studio time to get your career further. Oh, for sure. I think it was, uh, I had a very, I was very focused. I had a very one, one set thing I wanted to do once, one, um, forgetting the expression, but like this one particular thing, everything revolved around making it in music. And to, to make that happen, everything had to revolve around that. So I got a job just to get enough money to go to the studio. And then it was one song, one song, one song. Then I just happened to have a deal with my sound engineer who was recording. Uh, he was record- I was writing for him and he would record for me for free. So I got an arrangement. And then that got me the catalog to then get signed. And then boom, 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 boom. Shout out to Jake. Uh, thanks to him that that happened. I had a pretty good run, bro. I was pretty blessed. The people around me showed support pretty early on. So I had a, I think I was very, I think in Quebec, you really need to be, uh, you need the passion, you need to be, uh, you need big ambitions, you need to to be very dis- disciplined and very uh, hyped about it, because you can't really treat it like a hobby, kind of do it on the side and hope for the best. I think you need to go all in if you really want it to work. And I did that and it served me well. So here we are. It did thing that was so interesting in learning about your journey was that it was pretty much an easy road for you because the OGs in your area embraced you. Yeah, man. Like so many veterans from the scene. Like I said, in Quebec, we have a very special industry because it's there's a big French, a very thriving industry, French industry. And so there's like OGs that maybe the rest of like the, the English world, the rest of Canada, the rest of the States are not really aware of. But in Quebec, they're popping and been popping and really, they showed me love early on. I remember, I, I I think I had two songs out and they were putting me on tours with them. Like I had tours with, uh, shout out to Loud, shout out to Corriage, shout out to A La Claire Ensemble, a whole bunch of groups and uh, solo artists from, from the scene who really, you know, showed me love early on before anybody else, like peaked my stuff on SoundCloud and like hit me up out of nowhere and were like, yo, that kid is good. So yeah, shout out to them, man. People may know you for hip hop, but your your first big thing that you were always about, especially music, was R and B, and you're bringing that side to your music, especially on this upcoming EP. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's really like uh, I said that before, but um, hip hop. I really love hip hop, but hip hop was also a way for me to give myself the confidence to go out there and be like, yo, I don't care what people think. You know, the the macho bravado of like a rapper, right? To just go out there and do 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 what you got to do. And then as soon as I saw that people were like embracing me that I didn't really have to fight for my place, people weren't really pushing against me. I was like, oh, you're giving me the space to do what I want. Okay, let me be a little bit more vulnerable. And I think that's what R&B and pop is for me. The more melodic side, the more emotional driven song writing type of type of type of stuff. And I'm really embracing that and I'm really loving it. That's what music's always been about for me. It's a it's like my diary. It's where I write my emotions, where I let out. You know what I mean? And speaking about letting out your emotions, I know once the Black Lives Matter movement started and began that you started viewing life and, and things from a different lens. For sure. For sure. I mean, the whole world, you know, it was a really crazy time, not only because of Black Lives Matter was just, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, accentuated, I guess, by the, you know, the world was shut down, things were going out outside, everything was crazy. And I think it really put stuff in perspective, not only by, uh, 
how racism affects me personally, but also the place I hold and what's my responsibility fa- like in this issue and also recognizing my own privilege. Just the fact that I'm light-skinned, I'm mixed, gives me a certain privilege because certain people are going to be less racist literally because you're whiter or you're closer to them or you speak in a way that they feel like is more acceptable or less uh, threatening. And so I felt at the very beginning, like I had maybe an opportunity to bridge that gap and be, you know, talk about issues that people might not be paying attention to uh, minorities, uh, less privileged people, people that don't get a platform. And I'm from Quebec. I'm from a place where like the the language is also a barrier where like uh, it's a very French dominated place, if I can say. And uh, it's important for me to bridge that gap where it's like there's a big uh, association between French and uh, Quebec natives and whiteness. So basically not being a minority. And I think it's important for me being a French Canadian, but also being a minority to be able to have that conversation with the other side is going to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm able to bridge that gap. So I think I, I kind of took on that responsibility, not saying I did anything crazy, but I just felt like it was my duty to hold the space. You know what I mean? And have this conversation could be only with my friends. You know, it was, it was a very tense and uh, divisive time. You know, Trump had gotten elected, like everything was crazy. So it was important for me to have these conversations, you know? It, it is. And I remember just doing my, when I was doing my research, just reading about you wanting to have more of a solid foundation and understand it before you spoke about it in your music. Have you established any more of a, a solid basis of an opinion and just more experience on these things and what you want to start speaking out? Well, basically what I just said, I think I, I have a better grasp, a firmer grasp of, uh, of what my place is in this conversation, mm. knowing a knowledge of my privilege whilst still being a minority and holding that spot. I think that's something I couldn't have vocalized or communicated that way at the time I said that, which you just referred to. And I think um, going into the future, that'll be my job, mostly given a you know, oh, they giving me a platform. Bet, let me, let me, let me give that to somebody that doesn't have it. That's not in a position to have that either, because, uh, you know, they're from a community where people don't, are not showing love like that. They're not really giving them the opportunity. So I feel like it's now my opportunity to give opportunities. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it it makes perfect sense, and it's important that that you're finally being able to understand certain things and that we start hearing about it in, in your music. And what are some themes that we can expect from this upcoming EP? Uh, love. <laughs> and believe it. Love. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's mostly emotionally driven. So even if it's not about love, it's about vulnerability. It's about emotions. It's about, you know, it's, there's a bit of jealousy in there and there's a lot of gratefulness. I think I, sh- I try to show a lot of appreciation. I try to, uh, I'm thinking of a song like All Alone in the Universe, which is a deep cut. You haven't heard it yet. It'll drop with the album. It's a very introspective song where I talk about how lucky, how fortunate we are to like me personally, but everybody is to just be alive and have this awareness of the world around us. Like it's such a beautiful thing. And I think I've, there's a lot of that in that EP. It's about appreciating the appreciating the fact that you can acknowledge beauty that you can see that it's not only that the world is beautiful but you get to enjoy it you get to have it for yourself you know what i mean so yeah yeah i was tuned in i was tuned in to strangers in the house earlier yeah what's the the deep meaning significance behind this song oh that's a good one so it kind of starts as like a funny 
um, it's, it's a very literal song in the beginning. Uh, it's literally about a neighbor, a next door neighbor that kind of barged in a session and couldn't catch the hint that it was time to leave. And we were trying to like not push him out, but like slowly but surely. Yeah, we had a nice conversation. It's, hey, it's time for you to go. We're trying to do something. And then he wouldn't do it. So we just decided to write the song about him. But the funny thing about it is I'm literally saying in that song, I'm saying I'm tired of writing love song and then proceed to turn it into a love song. So it's basically my own kind of an ironic thing where it's kind of like I'm doing the thing that I'm saying I'm tired of doing. So the whole concept is basically I'm tired of have I'm tired of having to do these love songs, but I, I need to voice them out. You know what I mean? It's basically what, what it's about. I want to talk about the song Patience on the Spectrum EP because you talk about the evasiveness of happiness and the consequences of fame. In your mind, what is your definition or idea of happiness? Mm. Um, satisfaction. Is it satisfaction or is it uh, con- uh, content? I'm not sure how to explain it the best. Uh, is content the word? Like when yeah. you're just okay with the situation, you're zen, content, you know, yeah. you're you're fulfilled i think it's about that and i think i'm it's about enjoying it'll sound corny it'll sound like the biggest cliche ever but enjoying the journey enjoying like when you get to the point of like having everything you don't really enjoy it like that you got everything you're you're about you're about what's next so now i try to really especially now that i get to travel for the first time i get to play these shows for the first time i'm really trying to take a step back and really enjoy this moment where I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not, it's not the top for me. You know, this is not like, oh, okay, we're all good. The work is done, but we're not, nobody's either. We're somewhere in between. And I know I'm, I'm aware that that's the most beautiful part. Right. And I'm trying to grasp it as much as possible. And that's what patience is about. Every time you think about joy too much, you'll lose it. If you're trying to grab it, it'll go away. It's like water. You can't grab water. So it's about just, letting go of trying to enjoy it and just letting letting it seep in you know so you're someone that just lives in the moment i try to yeah i don't i'm not i dwell on on the past and i i'm anxious about the future all the time but i try i try my best (laughs) that's just interesting to hear about but it it just an interesting perspective there because like you mentioned before you quoted your own song lyric there if you think about joy too much you start to lose it Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm you just need to like learn to to let it go. It's not really something you learn. You you try all the time. You just keep trying. I think that's what that's what it's about mainly. You have some collaborations on the way. I know that. I sure do. I sure do. I got some big ones with my boy Saran. Shout out to Saran. I uh, got some big ones on the tape, and we got some in the bank as well. We got we got a bunch in the bank. That that stay tuned. There'll, there'll be some good stuff coming up. Nate Husser. Yes, yes, we do. We do. I do. How do? How would you know about that? I looked into it. <laughs> oh, where, where? Yeah, I got some good stuff with my boy Nate. Shout out to Nate. Much of y'all legend, man. He's been here for a minute. Have you talked with any of the artists from Montreal and Quebec about possibly forming a group or just doing a compilation album? We have. Funny enough, we have. Very loosely, I would say. I have this little, I wouldn't call it a collective, but me and my, my group of friends and I. Uh, we kind of have this thing. Shout out to Saran. Shout out to Yuki Dreams again, who's actually in New York right now. Shout out to Miko. We have this little group where we're all very different in style, right? Like I'm very, I'm the hip hop part of the group and these guys are more alternative and pop. And 
And we were just thinking that we might have, we might be in a situation to bring in all, all these people, sorry, where I can, I can bring in a Nate and then Saran can bring in somebody like, I don't know, a Sarah Diamond and then somebody else can bring, like we can really bridge the gap and make it one scene instead of like all oh, the pop scene and alternative scene. And like, it'd be so beautiful. And also bridge English and French because that's a very divisive thing in Quebec where like, French people talk to French people and English people talk to English people, but there's so much richness. And I wish we could just like collide together and make the craziest, you know, craziest tape ever. And to be fair, a shout out to Setsemcial who has kind of done that. There was a, an initiative. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, compilation. Uh, compilation. What was it called? Uh, uh, royalty. royalty. We had a, we had a tape called Royalty for Black History Month, actually. So celebrating all, all of Black excellence. And we were really bridging a gap between it was French acts and English acts and a whole bunch of a mix of all these people just celebrating Black excellence. And I think that was a first step, something that hadn't been done before. And I think it's, it's a first step towards like a more collaborative scene, you know? It, that's interesting that you have had conversations about that recently. And Canada has always been a force in music, especially of recent when we look at Drake, Justin Bieber, yeah. Tory Lanez, The Weeknd, and even Celine Dion. Yes. A, a lot of times people don't mention her, but she's one of the, the goats from Canada, of course. Right. And just and just thinking about it, how was it for you networking to the States? Because now you're, you're going to New York. And how was it networking once, especially getting signed? How was it your experience just networking? It's like I said, it's so recent. It's so recent that like I might have a totally different opinion in like a month or something. It's like I'm barely absorbing it. It's like it, I'm taking it all in. But it, it was literally last week. Right. I think so. I'm uh, it's good. It's good. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of remembering names and stuff like that. But uh, uh, it's good, bro. It's like I'm learning so much. And like I said, I'm trying to keep, absorb and take in and keep most of that knowledge in, but I'm meeting so many, so many knowledgeable people, so many wise people, so many interesting people. I get so many different opinions. It's so interesting to take it all in from an artist's point of view, but also like the business, the music industry. I don't know nothing about that. And like to know that you don't know anything is a beautiful feeling. It's like, wow, there's all this ocean of knowledge that I haven't tapped in that I haven't tapped into yet. So literally we're going to dinner after this and I'll probably have some crazy conversations that will change the way I, I think about the game, you know? So love it. Have you thought about possibly relocating the United States to broaden the demographic even more? Hey, my guy, can you, you, you try and give me that visa, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor me, bro. I'm here for it. No, but for real, uh, I'm literally working on that right now. It's a situation where, you know, like uh, visa, visa stuff. It's like, it's a process. You need to go through it. It was yeah. difficult to do during the pandemic, but we're, we're getting there right now. And I'll definitely be in the States. Uh, I'm hoping the, the, most I can. I'll be in LA. I'll be in New York. I'm trying to tap in with the Atlanta people. I'm trying to go in the South, you know, Florida, everywhere. So yeah, for sure. You'll see a lot of me. Where are you located? I'm actually located in Connecticut, but I went to school out in Queens. So gotcha. I cover the tri-state. Yeah. But I'm looking okay. to relocate to LA just to broaden the demographic. It's always good to, to move because even you moved the, the final year of high school to Montreal. Literally, literally for me, the move to Montreal was the first like move to the big city type of thing. And uh, yeah, I think it's about time for me to, you know, just spend a little time out of my my comfort zone, like I, if I can say, 
And yeah, LA, LA is a very interesting place. You, you know, as an artist, as a singer, like in the music world, of course you want to be in LA and I'll definitely be there for a little minute. So I'll probably see you there, bro. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I'll, I'll be coming out to some of your performances and sure. speaking of performances, do you have some upcoming already for the EP? I sure do. I have, um, actually I have a show in two days. Uh, that's not going to be for the EP yet. Although I'll be playing some stuff that's in Quebec though. Uh, I have Toronto. I'm doing a listening party in Toronto and then a bunch of festivals this summer. Uh, I'm hoping to come back here. I had a bunch of shows in LA and New York, uh, last week, the week before I'm not sure. And uh, I'm coming back. I'm coming back sometime this summer. I'm not sure yet about the dates, but I'll definitely, uh, stay tuned. Just check, uh, check the, the socials, E-A-C-A-G-O-Y-A on everything. And you can, you can catch me everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Any artist that I like that I interview either from Canada, Quebec, such as yourself, I always want like to ask them who was an artist from around your area in, in Quebec that inspired you. Inspired me in the past tense. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, that's a good one. Uh, who has inspired me? I have to go with somebody like uh, I show love to maybe somebody like uh, let me just say high classified. High classifies a producer from uh from Montreal signed to Fool's Gold in New York, actually. And uh yeah, he really put me on early on. Like he he was like a legend of the city when I first moved. Like he was like an established artist. And I remember looking up to him and like he showed me love out of nowhere. He just sent me a beat and then it turned out to be like one of our biggest collaborations to this day. And uh, yeah, he showed me love early on, super fucking humble guy. And we just got to like really click and um yeah, shout out to him. He's doing big things this summer, too. So definitely stay tuned and check out what he does. Mm-hmm. Kanye is also an inspiration to you as well. I've heard you reference him before. And sure. we look at Drake because uh, Drake's story is, is interesting because I was actually reading an article about it this week. It wasn't easy when, when Drake was getting on because he had to prove himself just like everybody else in the game. But even when Lil Wayne gave him that cosign, he was still young to young money. People didn't believe in him at all. Does oh, that, sure. Does that story inspire you and do you ever reflect on that oh for sure there's a lot of parallels there's a lot of resemblance uh, between the the journey he had to take and the one i have to take i've yet to take and uh yeah it's inspiring it's a it's a lesson of like uh you know discipline and like um consistency and like so many like it takes time it's crazy to see that the biggest artist ever had to go through like years and years of being like you know kind of the softy of the rap world and like so many you know but now it's like the coolest thing everybody bites off what drake does every time drake drops something everybody's gonna be on that one on the charts you see what i'm saying like so that is really something i'm trying to stick on to like something that maybe people might ridicule right now might be the wave tomorrow so like to stay wary of like people's opinions that way and everything and to know that the road ahead is not it'll be a rocky one that's okay like it's it's a good it's a good problem to have from what point in analyzing it and just looking at his career do you think that he won over everybody when people didn't look at him being this soft rapper anymore what point did you think it was that he accepted everybody hey that's he a, accepted such a you know what i think it's the softy part I think people, I think the industry changed. I think the oh, the world changed in general, where it was like, now there was a place for that singer rapper sphere that he kind of like, I might be wrong, but he kind of established. So he kind of like established a scene that wasn't there before a space in rap where it's kind of like emotional rap, you know what it is, bring a rose to the strip club type vibe. And then he established and lived within it. 
so much that he now people now people thrive off the scene he established so I don't feel like he 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 was ridiculed for something and then transitioned on to something else I just feel like what he did he did so well that people after a while were kind of like you know how in the beginning you might be clowning something and then you catch yourself listening to it, but without there, there's not a moment where you go, huh, I was wrong about that. No, you just kind of on the low, you just kind of start bumping it. And then next thing you know, you're kind of un- unapologetically just saying like, yeah, that's, that's fire. That's fire. I think that's what happened. People just kind of like on the lo- hating on Drake openly and then on the low listening to it. And then, ah, oh, when everybody kind of embraces it, it's like, yeah, I've been list, I've been bumping Drake. I've been bumping that guy. You see what I mean? So yeah. it's one of those. Uh, no, but your your journey's on the way here. And just like Drake, he contributed something to the world. What is Zach Zoya bringing to the game that no artist has brought yet? Hey, that's a good one. What does Zach Zoya bring to the game? Um, I don't want to say authenticity because I think a lot of people bring that. Like it's not something that Zach Zoya has that's very unique. I think um, openness and curiosity. I think uh, one thing I'm big on is the being curious. And I think that's why spectrum is spectrum. Like I think that's why I'm so big on like versatility and all because I'm curious about everything. I always want to learn. And I think I'm trying to stay that. I'm trying to stick to that child that I was and that I am. I'm trying to keep that childish energy of just like being curious about everything and being like shameless with being a beginner. So I really want to keep that as part of who I am and what I communicate and like maybe inspire people to do that more. Like, I think there's something that happens when you hit like adulthood where you kind of think you have to have it figured out and you, you hide behind the, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I think there's beauty in the vulnerability of being like, uh yeah I don't know what I'm doing I don't but I'm loving it yeah I'll make mistakes and I'll be I'll be all over the place and then I'll find something and it'll be crazy you know it'll be good because I made trial and error trial and error and being unapologetic and be be cool with not knowing what you're doing I think is what I have to bring to to the scene you know yeah and no days off I'm looking forward to you continuing that just looking into it because you get to the point and you really bring what you're trying to get across to the table just looking at the the lyric video and what you break down uh, during the studio session and just being around town I think that's an that's something that you bring to the game that not too many artists do as well oh respect man shout out to Guillaume Landry who helped me put that together crazy videographer from Montreal it's my creative director too and uh, yeah, we, we now that you showed love, we might we might have to, to do a part two, another another little series, another little six piece or something. Yeah, and, and you can't take no days off. That's something. That, that's another message that resonates. Literally. You can't. Literally, hey, I work I work for myself, bro. There's no day off. No. no <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even sure for the weekend. On Wednesday, middle of the week. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I know everyone's all off celebrating today because it's Hump Day, but no, it's just the beginning. Hey, I don't know about no holidays, bro. I don't know about no days off, like you said. Nope, you can't have it. Zach Zoya, anything else you want to let the audience know, your fans know, that we didn't cover here today? Ah, You did a pretty good job, bro. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, bro. First of all, appreciate you having me. Of course, Um, man. For anybody who might not know who's tuning in right now, No Love Is Ever Wasted dropping June 10th, Upper Hand dropping June 10th. Stay tuned. A bunch of shows coming up, too. If you're from Quebec, I got a bunch of shows coming up. Stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, see you around. Z-A-C-H-Z-O-Y-A, Zach Zoya on all platforms. Love y'all. That's it. No love is ever wasted. June 10th. Get ready. Yes, sir.
That's right. Zach Zoya, enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Stay safe. Tell it to everyone who's helped set this up. And yeah, man, keep going. I'm looking forward to the upcoming music. You're next up. For sure, bro. Appreciate you, man. You have a good one. For sure, too. You too, man. Let's get it. Peace out, man.